Uduwasha city, where the sun is a mirror and the moon a shadow. 800 years ago, the gates of death were broken by the Emperor Immortal. The five key bearers, however, had already unlocked them and walked right through. It is in Uduwasha city they dwell. Now, the ghost field breathes next to our reality, lit by the eternal flame of the well of Udu. It is a second skin, a place where thought and will struggle against gravity and light. In other places, the dead congregate in the ghost field, but in Uduwasha, the well city, the hell city, they fall straight into the flames. See its glittering districts, Chitichpur, where the rich plot to buy the horizon, Bundavest, where the refugees of two different nations flock, and Pasarhantu, the vertical maze of market and murder. And here is Udepat, where the ceaseless temple resides. Its inhabitants, a family, a snake, and a god. The temple has stood since before the gods of this world were forgotten. Watch as it turns the wheels of revolution. Welcome to Desperate Retune, an actual play podcast about people who take risks so they can survive against the odds. Well, hi. Uh, welcome back to Desperate Retune and our current campaign of Blades in the Dark called A Candle Ablaze, set in the city of Uduwasha. I'm Tree, or Saumitri, I'm your GM, and I will be running this game for you today. My name is Emma, I am playing Joan, a retired ghost fighter, and I use she, her pronouns. Hi, I'm Chloe. In real life, my name is Zohab, and I'm a he, him, and I'm playing Miras Chakraborty, the crew's leech, who is an engineer turned cult leader. I'm Prince, he, him, I play Vickers, a roof baller and Miras's wife. I'm Soap, I play Abbas, the religious scholar, and uh, pain in Miras's side. And um, yeah, my pronouns are he and him. Oh, I actually forgot my pronouns, which are all of them. Um, I really don't care. Hi everyone, this is Zohab with a recap of the previous episode. In the previous episode, Joan ate a crow. That's it, that's the entire recap. We don't need to know anything else. Uh, but no, um, joking aside, last episode, the crew decided to intercept the hive's operations with Begum Bushandhara, and we have discovered that the Ashcraft family are involved in this tangled web of intrigue as well. Uh, Vickers decided to interrupt her sister Lizzie's meeting with the hive operatives Kupi and Bhaga by going to the restaurant where Gupi and Bhaga were meeting, we're going to meet with Vickers and she encouraged them to leave the meeting by telling them to do a dine and dash. And then she took their place and is now waiting. Meanwhile, Joan realized that there was a sort of surveillance golem in the shape of a crow watching the scene as, and, and she decided to track it down and stop it by eating it. And meanwhile, Abbas has intercepted Gubi and is currently busy trying to distract him and teach him a better way of life. Yeah, and at that moment <laughs> I will call over. Uh, happy, I wait like, to her. Yeah, 
I will also wave. <laughs> Yoo-hoo, Elizabeth, come Let's on, see. you sit down. Yeah, yeah. I'm... Let's see, get over here. Yeah, this is not, I can't, yeah, sorry, I say I as if I'm Elizabeth. Elizabeth can't say no, which she really wants to. <laughs> so she will approach, sit down. Uh, immediately, there is brought for her in a different, in a different teapot, a different set of china. Her own tea. I think she's a regular here and they know her. And like it's brought to her steaming hot at the moment that she arrives. And she looks at it and takes a sip and like just raises an eyebrow at you in order to hide her confusion. I hold up in front of her face this uh, kind of really thin sort of object slathered in some sort of very orange sort of goo. Mm -hmm. And I say, look, look. They have radiant energy marmalade, and they have placed it on top of dried jellyfish, just like they serve in Charter Hall. <laughs> Miraz is visibly excited. It's not like trying to annoy her. This is like great. Yeah, yeah. And it's like right up in front of her eyes. Yeah, yeah. She says, brother-in-law, sister, I, have, I once more ask you not to call me that ridiculous name. What are you doing here? I expected to be conducting a meeting with some colleagues. Instead, I find you. I don't suppose you've scared them off? Oh, yes, I heard. On, on father's behalf, right? I beg your pardon? You've heard? Oh, yes, yes. I, I picked it up through the grapevine. You know, you're not very subtle, Elizabeth. You really ought to work on it. Half the city knows, I should think. Oh, she's spitting mad now because she's like, <laughs> I beg your fucking pardon? Are you saying that I, Elizabeth Ashcroft? Right? Like, if this was a cartoon, you would see. Yeah. I also love how it's Vickers accusing her of not being yeah. subtle, since Vickers has the subtlety of a sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think... The dried jellyfish is still in front of her eyes. Yeah. If this was a cartoon, you would see her head, like, build up steam, literally. Right? Um, mm -hmm. And she says, yeah. uh, well, not that it's any of your business, but I... I'm conducting an investment on behalf of Ashcroft Industries. I believe that it will pay off handsomely for us, and I do not see why you would be concerned with it in any fashion whatsoever. No, no, no. You must understand, Lizzie. And then he kind of like puts the sort of like jellyfish cracker down, and he like puts it down hard enough on the plate that it makes a little snap. Uh -huh. And then he said, and then he kind of gives a little ironic smile and says, no, "Lizzie, I keep if I hear that my sister-in-law is now in cahoots with the Hive uh, criminal organization, then that reflects very badly on the Chakraborty <laughs> name, and I can't help that." <laughs> oh You've been in Dustfall. What kind of an amateur are you? Don't you know about the Hive? Elizabeth Ashcroft uh, of the Ashcroft line will say, Is this meant to be funny? Are you attempting a joke? No, not at all. Not at all, Elizabeth. We're worried. We're looking out for you. Now, you look awfully red and flushed. You're... Look, this is not good for your blood pressure. Miras, give me some of that medicine. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then he like, slams it on the table. Uh -huh. What the medicine that I'm going to give her, by uh, the way, is, which I know Miras has a supply of, is trans powder. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, I mean, if you want to take anything that you give to her, it's going to be a roll. I know, I know. But you have set yourself up very well for this in that she's already so angry that, like, just one push Uh in the right direction will have her do whatever you want her to do. Whether, you know, Vickers and Miraz are doing this on purpose, we don't know. But, you know. Uh huh. Yes. No. So I think this is like a drug that makes people suggestive and whatnot, but it also is a sedative. So this is kind of a two-edged thing. Like this is genuinely something that Vickers. I mean, let's remember this is a Victorian setting, yeah. right? Yeah, people absolutely. people do sometimes take like heroin for their nerves. Yeah. So that's basically what we're going to do here. We're going to give her some like hard drugs for her nerves. Yeah. And then, incidentally, if that clouds her judgment a little bit, that's just a side yeah. effect, right? And, and and I think the truth is that like. Because she's a noble and because that it, it is this kind of setting, it's not necessarily that she has not taken it before. Um, no. no, exactly. So... It, is, it is for the nerves. It is calming. And I mean, Vickers disagrees with yeah. it because it's, you know, factory yeah. made. But it is genuinely a, a nerve medicine. Yeah. It is also somewhat insulting, I think, to your sister because it implies that she needs it. Uh-huh. Yes. However... I think I'm in a position to command now yeah. because yeah. this is Victor's inner element, yeah. which he was like, no, I insist you must take it. And so. you are touching on, you know, the famed, you are the elder sibling, mm-hmm. you know. He's always mm-hmm. been the younger one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Can we, can we just get straight? Like, are we trying to take what she has from her now directly? Or is there a, or, or do you guys have a more elaborate plan in mind? I don't really know that we have a more elaborate plan. I, I have not thought further ahead than that it would be great to get her in a state where we can like trick her easily. And if we drug her, we can trick her easily. Whether that means like giving us the letter or whatever she's carrying, or whether it means going along with her and finding out more, I don't really know. So if you have a plan, absolutely go for it. I do have a plan, but let's see this, uh, let's see yeah. this resolve first. Uh-huh. Okay, so what's my position and effect to order her to take her medicine? Yeah, so I think you are in a... First, let's say that you will have great effect here. Um, you, uh-huh. I think unless something goes very wrong, her saying, no, I'm not going to do this, is not... You know, she, she will just look more petulant, right? But I think that you are in a risky position because I think what is going to happen is that if... She is under the influence. She's also more likely to act unwisely towards you, generally. Like her, all of her mistrust, all of her, um, whatever the trauma is, right? Like is much more likely to just bubble up from the surface, uh, to the surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah, risky, great. Hmm. I wish to aid you. Thank you. And I think the way I'm aiding you is that... Okay, so it's transporter, right? Mm-hmm. But I think... Sorry, did you describe how we are disguising it? I just said, like, give me some medicine for her nerves. So I'm yeah. literally... I'm not even really asking you to, to disguise it. I'm just, like, upping the dosage. I think there's a small, like, sort of jar, the clay mm-hmm. jar. And then Miras puts it on the table, and then he kind of leans in. And very seriously, and without any shred of irony, he starts saying... Look, Lizzie, look, this is... Okay, I'm with you, right? Uh, I'm... I I prefer the scientific method. I like to get the patent pills. I have subscriptions and all of that. I, I don't really hold with any of this, like, uh, homeopathic quackery that they got up to in my hometown. But but Vickers she took me to this amazing doctor, Omitov, and... Oh, my God. Uh, just, oh, my God. It's, 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 
I can't even explain. He, he's the real deal. Uh, I, I was skeptical too at first, but he's the real deal. And he gave me this medication. And ever since then, I've been feeling amazing. Like any any sort of injury, any cough, it, it just it just goes away. Look, look, uh, see, I know it looks a little odd and it smells a bit funny. And it's like a jar full of like this sort of black sort of paste that smells very fennel forward and mint forward. And says, one spoonful of this and any problem you have, right, just gone. And like he's genuinely being sincere. He, you know, aside from the fact that there's transparency, he's now trying to get get her onto uh, Om- Amitav's special black medicine. So I actually do have a devil's bargain for you here, which is if yes. going forward, because is going to use this as proof that like Raz can change, and you know, never mind the trans powder, he's mm-hmm. ready to take up the, this mm-hmm. cause. I think, yeah, I think that's worth the die. Because it's going to create loads of problems, and you're going to do it to yourself. Hmm. I don't know if I want to take this devil's bargain. Actually, I feel yeah. like. Uh, do you have opinions, Miras? Uh, I think he's going to be using this medication and so on. But yeah. like, I don't think it's. I don't think it's an interesting source of conflict. So I will not take it. I will take the one die from assist. But that will be that. I'm very tempted to trade position for effect and go to desperate <laughs> extreme. I will say. Okay. Let's talk about. Okay, I think the desperate consequence, if it comes to pass, is that she will detail, maybe for the first time ever, exactly why she feels uh, so ill-treated by you, and she will reveal in what fashion you have traumatized her. And it will, like, because I get the feeling Vickers does actually care about her family, it will impact yeah, you, right? Um, but I think the extreme effect is that, again it's possible that she will confide this in you because she feels vulnerable and uh, you are her sister after all, and so on. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I will not take it, okay. actually. I think it feels it feels crueler than Vickers is. Yeah. Like, she's, Vickers is fundamentally not cruel to her sister. This is We are kind of taking advantage of her a little bit, but only because she's actively trying to fuck us over. So, like... The way Vicar sees it, this is damage control. You know, I don't. She hates me, but I don't hate her, and I don't wish to do her any great harm. So, and I suggest an alternative sort of desperate consequence, mm-hmm. which might mm-hmm. be that you have to talk to her alone. Like I have to leave, or something like that. It feels. Uh, it doesn't desperate. feel desperate I, to me. It doesn't feel desperate yeah, enough. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll take it risky great with one bonus die. I'll I'll leave it at that, and I roll a, a five. Five, a one, a two, and a three. So that five is very good. Yeah, so I think she looks down and says, I'm not a child to be given medicine, Victoria. And I think she looks down and she says, fine. And she will Mm -hmm. not pour it into her tea because that is doing like a great disservice to the tea. I think she like just gingerly like uses like a teaspoon to put just a little bit of it on her finger no no no, sorry on the spoon and she will take it um and then she swills her mouth out with water and then she drinks her tea and you definitely see like it and to clarify no yeah go on yeah and to clarify i think she has taken this before it is like her usual nerve medicine it's just you know uh, a little bit more than she usually does especially like when she's out and about absolutely and i think Mm -hmm. that like she is she's a bit flustered now, which also helps uh, why she may not be taking the right dosage. Never mind that, like, it's not what she's used to, right? Um, which is to say, your, mm-hmm. your formulation is somewhat different. And I think she says, then you will pay for our meal. 
Oh, uh, you broke off there, but but the consequence is that we will pay yes, for the meal. Correct. You know what? That's actually fair. I think Vickers will actually do that again. I don't hate this woman oh, or yeah. anything. Like, yeah, you know, our our relationship as sisters is extremely fraught. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we are at each other's throats in a lot of ways. But yeah, if she wants me to pay for the meal, that seems decent. So I'll spend one coin. No, no, no. Take the consequence. Don't spend the coin. I'll. Okay. I'll do something else later. Okay, cool. Yeah, I will take the consequence. I'll say, like, why, well, of course, of course. Especially seeing as you've been stood up by your associates. It only seems the right thing to do. Don't worry about it, Lizzie. I will say, and slightly condescendingly call her yeah. Lizzie now, because, okay, you're invoking me as the older sister. Yeah, then, then you get to be the older sister. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is a double edged sword, and both <laughs> edges face both people at all yeah. times. <laughs> I think she says, yes, I. They were supposed to be very reliable. Uh, they didn't seem very bright when I spoke to them, but they uh, they assured me that they would follow all my instructions, and my, I only gave them one. I said, "Wait here until I come for you." Where are they? Yeah, I, I think I will let her. I will let her talk her heart out here. I'll be like, "Oh yes, that's dreadful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just be a good listener." Yeah. While like the the powder takes its effect, and she's put in more and more of like a suggestible yeah, state. Anything like she like you 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 hear like all of the things that have annoyed her but at some point she rambles she begins to tell you um what happened this morning right um and what happened this morning was the culmination of something she's been planning since your uh charity roofball event which is that she tells you you know it's been annoying trying to get that uh, father to uh, agree to this but he finally saw that it was the right thing to do which is that while we are designing the engineering for the airships and while we are building the the bones of it we need someone the interiors pop and is begum bushundara because begum bushundara has a forward looking duskwalian not duskwalian even like real mindset that lends itself to very a very unique sensibility and basically she's going to give the begum a contract that she really wants the Ashcrofts get an influential high society person in Uduwasha buying into the uh, airship thing. And the Hive get, you know, fingers in both pies. So until you came along, this was great for everyone. So this bribe is not so much a bribe, but a contract. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yes. Yes. So Vickers' family... We have not mentioned it. Okay, I will, I will explain it. Vickers' father, this was established like a long time ago. I had almost forgotten about it myself. But Vickers' father is in town to build an airship. That is the reason why he is here. And it's the big like investment of the Ashcroft family. And it's a big part of modernizing Uduasha and giving it you know, modern transportation. Which is, in this case, some sort of gigantic, horrific, steam-powered Zeppelin thing. Yeah. Is it going to be Uduasha's uh, revolution in transport, or is it going to be Uduasha's Hyperloop? We'll yeah, see. we will we'll see. see. We will see, yeah. Especially because there's supposed to be Uduasha's in public transport, and that hasn't really caught on yet. Now, I think what the situation is, is, of course, that this high-speed railway will be displaced by the much more modern and much totally realistic yep. airship. You guys, you just, just see, just wait yeah, and see. Yeah. Just... And big on Bushundara. I'm sure the Ministry of Preservation that is in charge of the railways is a big fan of this airship. I'm sure. We'll see. That's why, that's why it's being built far away from their influence. Um, 
Yeah. Yes. So, crew, I think what my plan right now is, what I want to do is, I want to get a hold of this contract and alter it. I think that would be the funniest <laughs> outcome here. Okay. Like, get a hold of the contract and give Big and Mashendra like a valuable contract to do something completely unrelated to our temple. And but, I think I have a way for you to get a hold and hold of the contract. Okay, great. I think we are in a tea house mm-hmm. where there are like people walking about with platters with teapots, but also open filled teacups. Um, that, of course, an incredible hazard for maybe a cup full of tea to fall on a table and a little bit on people's clothes, and then they all stand up and they have to fuss over the table and and like waiters will crowd and try to clean up and this would be incredibly distracting for anyone trying to make sure that their contract is not taken away for instance indeed yeah i can imagine uh-huh. yeah so how are you making this happen well i think i think we see joan stumble out of an alley having just climbed down from the roof fingertips of both hands like pressed hard against her mouth and eyes wide in like shock and confusion at what she just Mm -hmm. did because uh, as much as that bird didn't see it coming she she didn't really either and she's gonna make her way into into the shop kind of casually hang around look around and I think it's going to be the incredibly simple act of simply waiting for a platter, or well, someone bearing a platter, to move close enough to your table that it would be effective to simply walk into them with high speed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Absolutely mm-hmm. normal behavior. I mean, it's incredibly normal behavior to walk into a shop, look for the people who you are meant to be sitting with. And then excitedly walk at them and it accidentally missing the person who is crossing in front of you with a platter of tea. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Is this pre-planned, by the way? I think we probably discussed possibilities for getting yeah. a contract away from someone and getting them dirty is always a... Yeah. yeah. I think Mira's just to uh, sell the illusion better that we are in very high spirits and we're, and you're really, really excited to meet us. Miras will stand up and uh, look at Joan and say, Oh my god, it's Joan, the absolute ledge. Get over here, Joan! <laughs> oh my what? god, okay. has Miras turned into a lad? <laughs> He's cosplaying the uh, young men that he met in Charter Hall University. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> this is what yeah, men that talk is, like. That is Isn't absolutely it? what men talk like. Of course. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The absolute ledge. <laughs> Excellent. I have to, but this is how roof bowlers. He's talk. not sure what architecture has to do. <laughs> he doesn't understand how what architecture has to do with anything. Why we're talking about ledges and balconies? But it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hang out on any good balconies lately? He waggles his eyebrows. <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, th- this works because you're also in the foundation, and they absolutely talk about balconies cool balconies. <laughs> That's actually how he joined the, the the foundation. Is that he just kept talking about balconies and ledges, yes. and someone was like, "Oh, you might you might actually like enjoy hanging out with us." Very good. Okay, so I think if you want to run into a uh, a person carrying tea, actually, like a very difficult thing to do, right? Uh, I think the challenge here is doing it in such a fashion that you don't get any hot tea on yourself, and B. 
You don't get any mm-hmm. hot tea on anyone who is not your target. And I think generally the problem here is that like, right. this is piping hot and it actually can hurt quite a lot if like it falls on someone. And mm-hmm. you are lucky in that she's wearing like quite a thick jacket, right? Because again, Leviathan hunter captain and so on. So he's probably not going to be hurt if it falls on her, but even though she will be annoyed, but like it's the splash damage, haha, that you should be worried about. Uh-huh. So risky standard. Is Miraz assisting with his absolute ledge? Seems it's so, very right? stressful to be, to be putting myself out there and everyone's looking at me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this man talking about? Yeah, very good. So you assist and I'll try to get the letter, I guess, or the contract. Sounds good. All right. Well, I think this must be a rec roll. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. We will see what we are wrecking. Reputations, teeth platters, dresses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That too. What uh, what should be position effective? Yeah, I think this is risky and it's standard. I think the risk here is harm mm-hmm. uh, to generally, you know, yourself, other people, and so on. And I think you can do this, which is that you will induce her to take her jacket off. And she, by now, she has absolutely rambled her way into telling you where the letter is, because like you know this for a fact. So you know where where the target. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So it's in a jacket pocket or something. Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is very, very tricky because I have a single die because of your assist. Excellent. So uh, I'm very curious to see if it will be a good one. Do you want the devil's bargain I or something? I actually have a very funny devil's bargain in my head, mm-hmm. which is that you will realize that there is a very expensive tea here that would go incredibly well with Ferrero Rocher crows that you are now going to like develop a taste for. Yes, I will take it. Maybe like... Setting us up for yeah, a tea house. Something that you spill, right? Like you realize... it Kind of like... I like the idea that like... Even while you're doing this, you remember the taste. And you're like, oh my god. Like this hint of mint? That smell. Yeah. Uh, and like you will... You know. It's going to be a problem. But it may not be a... It may be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We shall see. The rolls are a three Very and good. a four. I mean... Yeah, it's important to get both the assist and the devil's bargain here. Mm-hmm. So I think with a four, what will happen is that you are distracted by exactly the tea that like this waitress is carrying, right? Like she's like, and she also doesn't expect you to move as fast as you do. You are remarkably agile. So when you like hit her, she goes, whoops. And then like, next thing she knows, everything has fallen, right? And I think that the consequence here is actually, I think that Elizabeth is quite badly hurt. I think like there is like some of the tea has fallen on her face and like it's burnt her. And she's like crying out in pain as if to be like, oh my God, that's terrible. And like you probably hear her be more uncouth than you've ever heard her before, right? So like rather than the uh, the problem of, oh no, I've ruined my jacket. This is much more, oh no, I'm in genuine pain. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I will have to protect yes, Elizabeth yeah. here. It's it's just I, I'm a responsible big sister. Yeah, I put her in this situation. Yeah, um, I want to point out that Elizabeth is Loki, like trying to kill me for the inheritance, well... or at least like <laughs> get me disinherited. Yeah. So I'm being very nice to her by comparison. But yeah. yeah, it's it's the kind of person Vickers is. So I will resist with prowess, and the, what I will do is like ask this. Uh, she probably does get some of the tea on her, but Vickers just moves very very quickly, and of course. 
having a, a purse equipped with everything you might need. She's one of those people who can just like snap out some wet tissue and moist towelettes yeah. or whatever at a moment's yeah. instance. Yeah. yeah. And so that is what I'm going to do. Excellent. Um, and uh, I will roll prowess because I'm resisting this yeah, by moving quickly. I think if you move quickly enough, and oh my god, so you rolled a six, a two, and a six. And I, when you roll a critical. I roll a critical hit on my yeah. resistance rolls. And when you do that, you actually remove one stress. So please tell yeah. us, why is this oddly You really relaxing? love your family. Why, why it's oddly <laughs> reactive for me? I know why I, I am stress relieved. Because I've realized that not only do I have moist towelettes or wet tissues, I have Amitabh's burn <laughs> cream. And I'll put the, the legendary green medicine on her face and know that she's going to be all right. I think you can use the black medicine for the same purpose. Yeah. Uh, yes, Amitabh's all-purpose <laughs> injury reliever. <laughs> oh my god! And it's... They all work, yes. it's just... Uh... Just wonderful. Yeah, I will fly up and fuss over her and go like, Oh dear, Elizabeth, are you quite alright? Here, put, let me put this on your face. Do, do take off your jacket, it's scalding! Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm going to put medicine on her face and take off her jacket <laughs> with the contract yeah, and, in and it. And to be honest, it, uh, it works. She's still like, I think, not as badly hurt now. She's just a bit like, you know, like reeling from the experience. And because she's, again, not like in full possession of her wits or whatever, she's very like, like, yeah, I yeah, know, I will do whatever you say. And I think mm -hmm. that uh, as you take the jacket off her, you can see that like there is the letter, and behind the letter, there is a little pocketbook that you know mm -hmm. that. Elizabeth always keeps on her, and it is where she records her most innermost thoughts and secrets and desires. Of course, the reason that you know it is that probably in the uh -huh. past you have stolen it, you know, just for funsies, um, as siblings do. Yeah, we, we have gotten yeah. on each other's uh, nerves time to time. Her innermost desires are mostly like, today I thought about using a knife. Uh-huh, yes. <laughs> yes. Today I thought about using a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what I will do is I will I will pull off her jacket and I will probably take her aside to like yeah, a bathroom yeah, yeah. to like help. I mean, like there's injuries. like a commotion, and I will toss the jacket to Miras, and then we will see one other thing. I think so. Miras will get this like contract in its neat envelope inside the jacket, and then we will see sticking out of Vickers's purse that she leaves behind is uh, her father's official Ashcroft stationery on which we can write a brand Excellent. new contract. Very good. Which I think, I have marked documents, and I yeah. think it makes perfect sense that I can have some of my yeah. father's stationery, because it's not a super... You can tell me if oh. I need to roll something, but I feel like it's a thing I can reasonably have. You could have, like, a stamp, right? Yeah, and I, and I also want to say that, like, I think this tells us something interesting about your very complicated family dynamic, which is that your dad hates your husband, and your sister hates you, but you and your yep. dad actually get on fine, mm -hmm. you know? Like, you know that, like... He wants you to be the yeah. heir, and he knows that you. this is what you want to be doing with your life. But actually, when you hang out, it's mm -hmm. fine. So if you say, hey, can I have some stationery? He's like, yeah, of course. Why would you ask? Do you not have a signet ring? I think getting his signet ring would yeah. be more complicated. That yeah. we may have to forge. I was just surprised oh. that you don't have one. Like a seal or something? You know, oh, yeah. Like the the yeah, wax maybe, stamp. Maybe I do, actually. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll say this. I established in the beginning that... He signed this contract. Now, nobody knows that except him yep, yep. and Elizabeth, right? So if Boshundara got a contract yep. with just a stamp on it, he wouldn't necessarily think something was wrong. But your dad would definitely know something was wrong when he yep. inspected that contract. 
the thing is, we will still have to forge the signature and so on. This is why I'm leaving this to Miras, who's very yeah. good with his hands. And we have the original contract yes. with the signature on it. So you could just like put put a light behind it and like yeah, copy yeah. it or something. I don't know. Uh, we will need to find some time for you to write a new contract. But I think it is something Miras can do. You can correct me if, if I'm wrong, but you did establish, I think, that Miras is quite meticulous and like good at this sort of yes. thing. Yeah, it should be good. Yeah. So you have some blank paper and you have the contract and you can like basically copy it entirely, signature and, and intro and everything, and just like change the location, essentially. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think in that case, let's just briefly mm -hmm. cut back to Abbas because I think enough time has passed that Goopy is now getting like quite like nervous, right? Um, so I'm going to do two things. The first thing I will do is I will take this high reinforcements yeah. clock again because time has passed. And the second thing that I will do is that I will point out that like Goopy is himself somewhat like we only established that he was being stalled. And I think you are at the edge of like that establishment. So he's now being like, I have to find her. I don't know what's going on. Probably now, in fact, he's saying maybe maybe she she's back at the tea house now. And he's and maybe he's going to look at Abbas and say, is there any way like you disguise me or something? I can't go back in there. But like, I just, I just, want, I just need to know if like, you know. And he wants someone to go and check, and the only person he can ask is. Mm. All right, because I was thinking. So he's. Uh, I was thinking if I could just like keep talking to him this whole time to keep his mind. You off could absolutely, yeah. I think this, if that's uh... what you want to do, that is definitely possible. Especially if you are doing this in a way where, like, he's he's not super nervous. I think if he's in the general area, in his mind, he's thinking, "I will catch her." He's already. He doesn't know he's already missed. So as long as you just want to like hang out with him, okay. that's very doable. Because uh, yeah, the plan was to basically talk his ear off to the point where like I essentially numb his brain and he can't, he can't focus on what it is that yeah. he was actually incredible supposed yes. to do. Yeah, I mean, Goopy, you know, it's actually very unfair that the, uh, you go into a restaurant like this and um, Lizzie doesn't even tell you how the the payment systems work here. Do you actually know, Goopy, that? In this restaurant, the chef is Zairuvian, right? And how much, how many coins did you say you have to pay for this meal? Hmm? And do you know how much of it actually goes <laughs> to the chef? Hmm? Almost nothing, right? Just think about this, Goopy. Think about it for a second, right? It is us Zairuvians who are going into this accuracy restaurant with our money, paying the accuracy who don't then pay us back for the service. Now, actually, I am beginning a newspaper, okay? And I would really love your uh, to interview you on um, the the labor. Sorry, please go on. I really love to interview Gupi on uh, the the unfair treatment of Iruvian labor in uh, in in the city, ever since the accuracy influence has really taken hold here. And you know, you're here. I have a notepad. I think if you know, if you don't mind, I can ask you just a few questions about just how you're feeling about the. The job that you're doing, you know, do you feel like you're being fairly treated here? Yeah, okay. So you can absolutely do this. There's a few things here, all of which I'm interested in. The first is the idea that you're going to interview <laughs> Goopy as someone who is working for an Akarosi crime organization instead of an Iruvian crime organization like a Patriot would. The second is that... That's fine, it's fine. It's from the decoration. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The second is yeah. that there is this implication that maybe Goopy might become a like a revolutionary or like might become interested in the newspaper, right? Uh, in some fashion, maybe he's got a poet's heart. 
you don't know. Um, <laughs> the third thing that, that strikes me is that you could just simply be working on your long-term projects to do the newspaper, right? And you could be choosing to do that uh, willfully while, in fact, everything else is going on over there and you've just chosen to take this moment to go, you know what? I could just like further my own agenda for a second. Don't worry about it. So all of these things are interesting. Yes. Uh, so remind me, Goofy and Vaga are like, they are yes. Iruvian workers yeah. for uh, Dagger, Isle. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not, uh, is obviously interested in their plight, especially because they're working, you know, for a foreign criminal organization. Like, you know, like what, what would drive mm. a man to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Right. But I think like in terms of driving his own agenda, like this is the kind of man who's like, who's almost kind of absent-minded he's like oh right yeah we're doing so like he'll he's completely like you know just, he, he i think Abbas is genuinely having like this is this is almost not manipulation right he Abbas is gen- genuinely gonna have a good time talking with goofy about this stuff and then forget that he's yeah. doing I mean, a score in fact i like the the difference in texture of like everybody in the tea house is talking proper akarosi you know and in very refined accent and then you and goopy are basically like the only thing missing is the chai stand where you were drinking chai and smoking a cigarette and chatting, right? In Arun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think, yeah, this is absolutely possible. Um, I almost don't even think this is a, there's a risk here in that you've already kind of accepted that you are going to be separated, right? So given that that's kind of... Yeah. I know. I have a suggestion for what uh-huh. the risk might be. Sure. Which is maybe like... Uh... You can interview Goopy, but maybe you could even get him to like write his experiences for you. And like maybe Goopy is one of those people who, when someone lets him write, he writes a lot. He he writes his soul out, yeah, no, but he's really bad yeah. at it. Mm. So if you have to publish him, it's actually not going to be very good for uh, your circulation for the magazine. Yeah, because it's <laughs> so very tedious. Yeah, so let's say then that. I hesitate to assign a position because in my mind, this is truly beyond desperate because I've been in the position of trying to edit copy that is impossible to edit. Like the only thing you should really be doing is throwing it in the bin. Um, And so let us say that it is the kind of role where depending on how you roll, this will be the quality of the work that you get out. And a one, two, three is truly bad. I wonder if... One of the consequences, like, because I've got a clock going about the progress yes. with the newspaper. I wonder if this might turn the clock, turn back. The clock back because so much time has to go into <laughs> just, yeah, because just so much time has to go into editing well, I his think work. The problem here is that, like, his work itself would, right? Like, so you'd be kind of like right. six of one, half a dozen of the other. So rather than that, I think let's. Isn't that a reasonable consequence, though? Like, if this role generates a consequence, then the consequence is the newspaper's hurt and the. The progress yeah. goes backwards. Okay, I'm going to. Um, I think I should roll study because I'm trying to get usable information ah, out of okay. him. I wonder because I want because I don't think. I think you could. Yeah, I think you could roll study here. I don't think that is impossible, but I think study indicates like quite a different approach, right? It's not you just chatting to him necessarily. It's that like actually, what you're really focusing on is like getting the information out. So in fact, like let's say that the consequence here might be that like you reveal something about the temple to Goopy inadvertently, right? Like because you're just like so focused on like yeah, getting cause... the information out that you don't realize you said something. But 
Yeah, I, I was framing it as like to I have to ask the right questions to get anything usable, uh, or like kind of like a journalist, right? Like, so I wonder if that's more of study than say concert, but and the the consequences that might be different. So, yeah, yeah, I think like um, consequences are different here. The reason that I suggested that with study you have this consequence of like letting something slip is precisely because you are so focused on the studying that might not be paying attention to the talking, but I don't think that makes sense as much for Abbas while you're talking, because you're actually good at talking also. Uh, you know what, well, let's, let's just go to concert. I think, like, you know, I'm, I'm talking to him as a friend almost, right? So, let's do that. Five. Three and a five. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I think what happens here is that we're talking to him about, like, with the work that you're doing, he's super interested. In fact, he brings up, maybe I could write for you. Um, and I don't think, it seems to me like, I don't really have the heart to say no to him. Because, I mean, it's, it's an authentic voice. And yeah. I think the risky consequence here is that um, you, while talking to him about, about this, reveal something about yourself and the temple. The way that I'm thinking about this is that, like, he's saying, you know, I'm going to write about my experiences and my past and how it's led me to this decision. And maybe you let something slip in the mm. same tone in the other direction. Right? right. So, like, it's something compromising in some way, right? Like, so what do you think that is? Um, I might let something slip, I think, because I think Abbas has been a little bit cagey about, like, you know, he's mentioned before that, like, he's, he's wary of giving into violent side right. of him. Self, right? Like he's mentioned this to uh, uh, the doctor, Jafar uh, and he, he doesn't want to go down this route. And I think he might let slip that, you know, something about either, uh, you know, like being associated with the other contacts that Abbas had, which are now his, um, his one of his rivals is the Tardala Ajadib, the IRA kind of stand in here, right? And, you know, he, like, he might listen that he was involved with them uh, at some point. Yeah, maybe, like, I think Goopy, in fact, like, when he describes something about, like, something that he's done, maybe you say something like, in my day, we did X in a way that suggests that it wasn't a general way. It was you did that. Yeah. And maybe he says something yeah. like, wait, you were involved with that bombing? Uh, oh, Involve. I mean, look, this this was goopy. This was a this was a different time. You know. Nowadays, we see we grow up with all of this, and he, you know, Abbas just sort of vaguely gestures at the imperial quarter. Right? We grow up with all of this just as part of our lives. But there was a time when we thought that we could maybe put a stop to this before we knew what was coming, and. I don't want to, I, I shouldn't have said something, anything, I don't want to get too deep into this, but yeah, I was angry. There was at a point where I was angry, and, and I still am a little bit. There are things I have done that I regret. Yeah, I think this is, uh, this is in fact, I think Goopy gets this like look in his eye, and he says, um, Aga and I murdered someone. We were boys. And it was an accident. We were just defending ourselves. We've been 
they've been kind of on the run ever since. They do, they, you know, and they've been others since. And sometimes I think about when Faradis I get very angry too. I think he turns around and looks at the incredible wealth on display in the Imperial Court. And this is like a PR thing. You know, everything in the Imperial Quarter must look very good. So the Empire puts a lot of money into making it look this good. But it is clear where the priorities are. I think he's looking around as if to say, you know, if they hadn't spent the money on this, maybe I would have been better off and maybe, like, my best friend would have been better off. And then he turns around and says, uh, we should write about this. Yeah, we should write about our experience. We should write about our pain. And he's like, Convincing himself now. This is absolutely what we must do. We must, but we must also be careful not to go down a path from which we can't return. Not paths from which we can't return. Uh, you turn around, and then you can return from them. It's totally fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think uh, this will actually draw a little bit of a, a smile from us. Like, uh, uh, maybe you're like, Goopy. Maybe everyone can... People can always change. At least that's what I try to believe. But for myself. Yeah, yeah. Like like Morrison, you know, he was he was really cool, you know, when we first met him and then he became a sniveling wreck. So, yeah, you never know. <laughs> Teddy went missing. I wonder if he's okay. Oh uh, yeah, I'm 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 sure he's doing well. Oh, have you heard fine. from him? Don't don't worry about him. Uh, I've, heard, I've heard about him. He seemed uh... I, I think he's, he's doing I, I don't think enough. this man is smart enough to pick up on like your nervousness or the fact that you're lying, but it's yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm not lying. I've definitely right. heard about Mortal Sim, and you know, I've heard that he's doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, excellent. In that case, <laughs> um, we can cut back to <laughs> the incredible scene inside the tea shop, which is so different, and what is going on outside. <laughs> you are in. You are, I don't think you're even in the bathroom. I think that. Are hurriedly shoved into like a private room that is normally reserved for like you can rent the room out for super special events or whatever, right? But I think you know, for the Ashcrofts, mm-hmm. it's like you want you want to you want to be somewhere private, and they want you out of the way while they clean up and they make sure everything is okay. They just kind of like take your entire party and like say, yep. "Oh, just go in here. Don't worry about it. Call us if you need anything." Okay, so. Miras and Joan, I will leave the contract to you, and I'm just going to distract Elizabeth. I think that <laughs> is what makes sense. I have a pretty funny way to win us time from the Hive goons, but I don't know if that's like urgent yet, yeah. so I will wait with it. And you guys do stuff, and if the Hive goons show up, I may have a way to deal with them. Oh, there is a fainting couch here, so I imagine that you are treating your sister on this fainting couch. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm probably turning her towards like the wall so she can't see like Miras reading the contract or whatever he's doing um but yeah. like no i'm not a lawyer or anything but i think the contract is fairly straightforward it is a incredible sum of money to be paid to begum boshundara to uh, design and execute the complete interiors of this airship details on all manner of thing right like uh amount of money to be spent on materials how much time to be delivered in all this stuff i think the main thing that actually really catches your eye is that the contract states that she will design three more and each of them is going to be unique. And it suggests to you that like, 
ah, House Ashcroft isn't just going to stop with one airship, guys. It's going to have a bunch of them, and each of them is going to be amazing and special and unique and different. Uh -huh. This is why Vickers doesn't have much money yeah, yeah. to inherit at the moment, by the way, because my father has sunk all of our money into this <laughs> yeah. dumb project. So No, but he's convinced this is how you make your fortune back. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then I think... So is, is the spotlight on us? Okay. Then I think I'm going to turn to Joan and say, okay, this is, this is pretty heavy stuff. Joan. You're an absolute ledge. I <laughs> think you can uh, find me a place where I have a few minutes of privacy to make some adjustments to this contract. She looks pretty out of it. Oh, what's, what's wrong with you? You look like you swallowed a bird uh -huh. or something. <laughs> um, I'll go find something. I suppose they can. We... Yes. Joan, are you okay? I'm quite all right, yes. Have, have a spoonful of this, and then I kind of take out another... A bottle of black medicine that cool. is not full of powder. Oh no, I, I, I don't think eating more will help. I'm just feeling a little bit queasy. Ah, uh, yes, I see. Uh, it's my joke about the bird. Very funny. Yes, uh, uh, the banter and all that. Okay. Uh, if you aren't feeling well, I can try to do it myself. Um, okay. No, I will go find you a place. It's just, I'll, I'll, I'll be the a distraction. I'll make sure no one comes in. How about that? Okay, excellent. Okay. All right. And then uh, Miraz is kind of like looking at the contract. Mm -hmm. I think what I'm going to try to do is instead of writing out a whole new substitute contract with the same thing, mm -hmm. which will take a lot more time, uh, I'm going to use some sand and stuff to kind of like blot out. So mm -hmm. just so that I'm clear, Begum Bushantara is an investor in this project. She's not an investor in this project. She is a consultant on this project and she's paying being paid very well for time okay so there's money from the ashcroft family going into her bank account and this is also a bribe to get her to be antagonistic towards us like part okay. of this deal of the contract is for her to like screw with us and we don't want that it's kind of more unwritten but it would have been made clear face to face fair enough and so blows out our brief candle. I named the disciples of the ceaseless temple thus, with both their false names and true. Saumitri, called Tree as the GM. Zoheb, called Cloud as Miraz. Prince as Vickers. Emma as Joan. Adiath, called Soap as Abbas. Blades in the Dark and the original inspiration for Udo Asha by John Harper and Evil Hat Productions. Iruvian Playbooks by John Stone Metzger. Jalandahar Intro Music by Kevin McLeod. Outro Music in Kiravani Ragam by Yusri Nivas. Follow us at Desperate Attune on Twitter or email us at desperateattune at gmail.com. Support us at ko-fi.com slash desperate attune. <laughs>